Welcome back to the Broadway Journey Podcast. Nice week off last week at the bye week. So I uh, appreciate everyone tuning back in, you know, taking a break and getting right back into it here. Uh, no gambling picks last week, obviously. Took the week off with the bye, but we are back here on Saturday, October 23rd. Looking for a great show here and obviously an interesting week of football. Uh, interesting week with the Jets going to New England. Uh, you know, really Zach Wilson's redemption game. So we have a lot to talk about, a lot to go over. Um I mean, we'll start. I got a bunch to, you know, obviously talk about. Uh, we'll go over a preview. We'll talk about Zach Wilson's bye week, what he did, stories going into that, some top stories with the Jets. Going over, you know, what I want to see out of this week as well, what to watch for, my game predictions, and obviously, as usual for this year, the second half of the show being the gambling pod. So <clears throat> appreciate everyone, again, tuning back in. And let's dive right into it. So obviously, we have the Jets traveling up to New England to face the Patriots. Our uh, Patriots coming off of a... An interesting game to say the least last week, and the Jets obviously off their bye from the uh, from the from the London game here. Um, I, I didn't really have a post game reaction to the London game. The, the only thing really that I'll say, and I'll, and I, I think everyone's kind of thinking that same thing is, we just got to start off faster. The, the game has to come to us a little bit faster than what it has been. Um, clearly, you know we're we're slow out of the gate, and that's something that. It seems to be a Jets thing because Adam Gase's offenses did the exact same thing. We're always slow coming out of the gate. And that's not something that if you want success in this league, you can have. Uh, we have to do a much better job with that. And I think we do have the explosion players that will, uh, you know, that, that that can get us there. But again, if, if we're not going to be aggressive early, and I know Zach Wilson's always aggressive, but if he's not aggressive early, then we're going to have no shot of, uh, you know, competing, especially in that first half. So, uh Overall, you know, coming out of this game, I you know I hope that LaFleur is able to adjust and able to, you know, work on the offensive uh, strategy. Obviously, want to get – we got to get some of our playmakers involved. And obviously, you know, going off the of last game, like, we, we just look at Corey Davis too much. We have too many other weapons to, to not use him. Say what you will about Keelan Cole. He, he's a sure set of hands who can catch and run. Elijah Moore is just the biggest disappointment so far. I, I'm, I'm guilty of buying the Elijah Moore jersey way too early, but – Again, I, I do have faith in this guy. I think he could be someone that uh, you know on the Jets that can really contribute. Um, you still have obviously Crowder. You have these running backs who obviously you know have besides Michael Carter, who I think has shown he can do it. But the rest of these guys have been around the NFL and shown they can you know that they can contribute. So really, it's it's going to come down to how fast we can start, and obviously, it's also going to come down to the turnover battle, right? Like we're we're in that last Patriot game the entire way. But when you, when you throw four picks, you're not going to have a chance. And I hope Zach Wilson's able to – I hope he was able to take a breather, relax, you know, view the tape, understand, because he, he's got to adjust a little bit better to the NFL where he's able to not only not, – not just look for that one reading and the eyes, his eyes tell the defense everything. He's got to be able to move off fast, understand the coverages. And listen, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect for at least this year. But – it can show signs of life and progression to get to that spot. And, and listen, it, if the Dolphins, not terrible, they have been beat the Patriots. I, I do think the Jets can. We'll get to my game, uh, you know, my, my pick later. But uh, overall, you know, overall, we have to see a little bit more coming from Zach Wilson and, and the fast, you know, the fast-paced offense. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, something I'm excited to see is just how how we react to potentially C.J. Mosley not being in the lineup. Can can our linebacker step up? Can Jared Davis, if he's back, you know, be a contributor that we thought he would be when we, you know, brought him in in free agency? A lot of variables, but I think when you're looking at the overall picture of this, it's how deep is this team facing the injuries that we're facing? 
Um, so that, that's a little, you know, a little bit of the, of the preview there. I'm going to obviously dive into some more stuff. But I, I really wanted to talk a little bit more about Zach Wilson and his, uh, and his bye week and what he did and, you know, where, where I thought, you know, he could have done better. What, you know, what, uh, you know, what really, really the outstanding, uh, issue in the room is, is he the guy? And I, I I'm, I'm confident, you know, I'm, I can't really not be confident, but I do like that he took time away. He, you know, he went back home. Took some, spent some time with his family, spent some time with his QB coach, and, you know, just obviously, I'm assuming, looked at tape, look at, you know, looked at everything that, you know, he was doing for the first couple of weeks. And I like that. I think that shows a little bit of maturity. I think it shows a little bit of like, okay, I, I've been overworking. I need to take a step back and I need to understand exactly what, uh, you know, exactly what I need to do to be a better quarterback. So I, I do like that. I think uh, he took the right approach there. And I, I think that we, you know, if his if his head's right, and if he's you know committed to becoming a better quarterback, which I I, I have no doubt in my mind he is, I, I think we have a good shot, not only this week but the rest of the season to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You heard it there from Ron Burgundy here. Uh, talk about news stories, some of the top stories of the week heading into the Jets versus Patriots. Uh, I think the biggest one is, I think, Marcus May. And I, I think that, you know, he's outwardly come out and said that he wants to remain a Jet, wants to stay here. And, uh, you know, I think that the, sl- the slight that Salah made at his agent, you know, was was warranted. I think, I, I think it's a big story because I think that it shows the Jets are creating a culture that, even if the contract situations aren't exactly, you know, going in favor of some of the players like they would like, these guys want to stay and they want to play for Coach Sala. And I think that goes a long way to not only creating homegrown, you know, in-house talent, but it also goes a long way to, you know, potentially bring in some free agents. And, you know, obviously before he even got the job, you heard, you know, guys like Richard Sherman talking about his character and, you know, how everyone should want to play for him, which is fantastic to hear. But now you're kind of seeing it in real time that these guys really do love Robert Sala. They want, they want to be in the locker room. They want to be, you know, with, you know, with this program moving forward. So uh, I thought that was, you know, one of the bigger stories this week is, is really just talking about that and how we can hopefully build off of that moving forward. Um, You know, really just, just excited about that. It's exciting to hear coming from a coach that no one wanted to play for Adam Gase to a guy that hopefully will bring in some premium talent, you know, obviously with regardless of the draft, but, you know, through free agency and, and, and just word of mouth of guys loving, you know, loving his style of coaching. So uh, exciting stuff there. It's one of the top stories. We're going to dive into uh, another one here. I talked about Zach Wilson's bye week, but I want to talk about uh, LaFleur's co- comments this week and what, and what he talked about um, <clears throat> when he's talking about the slow starts that the team has had and really, you know, what the team can be doing better. And I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's a hesitation by me, just because it's the Jets. But I, I truly don't know. I, I just think that they have to take a like he said, a long a long look in the mirror and understand exactly what what's going on. And that's the the team is going too slow. The starts are too slow. Um they have to obviously evaluate the script and what and what he's doing. And and, and LaFleur's come out and said that. So I don't like that he said, you know, pretty much that he has to, you know, if, if a play fails, the players have to adapt. Like, no, put put your players in a position to succeed. Put your rookie quarterback in a position position to succeed, and and that's that's where you can grow. So, 
I, I thought that was a big story because I just think it shows the the immaturity of our offensive coordinator. Again, you you obviously want to do things differently that they have been been done, and I think Lafleur brings that to your organization. But I, I just it makes me hesitate a little bit that this guy is molding you know the future of Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. So off that, you know, some things I you know I'll, I'll dive into some what to watch for and uh, game predictions now. But uh, I had an entire segment dedicated to really just so Elijah Moore, and I I, I kind of hinted at it before, but. We need more and more. We need more Elijah Moore in these games contributing with this team on this offense. It's enough's enough. There's no excuses anymore. He's he's one of these young pieces that the coaching staff keeps, you know, keeps harping on development, development, development. Well, develop this guy. Get him some looks. It, it, talk to Zach Wilson. Like, yeah, Corey Davis should be your number one look. Every play where he's designed to be the number one look. But you know what? You have a very explosive receiver who can do it all on the other side or even on the same side. Look. look. Look his way. See, see what he can do. Because when the ball's in his hands, he's proven through his college game, he can make things happen. And it's very, very frustrating that you get every single report you've read through camp, through, you know, all the all the players, you know, blowing his spot up of how great Elijah Moore is and how he could do it. And, and he's not contributing. But, again, it, it's very frustrating. But I think overall we can, you know, we can, we can adjust this moving forward out of the bye week. Speaking of another rookie, Elijah Veritucker. Wow. Rated the number one offensive lineman for guard position in the NFL right now for pass protection and run blocking. That's phenomenal. That is drafting. That's using your draft capital by Joe Douglas to your advantage. Now you can say whatever you'd like about, you know, Joe, Joe Douglas's draft history so far at the jets. Obviously there's been some misses like James Morgan, just inexcusable, but I mean, if Beckton's healthy and, and, and you have Vera talk, I mean, that's a, that's a great left side of a line for a young quarterback. And obviously, you know, everyone's liking some of these uh, linemen coming up in the draft this year, which I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll splurge on with, you know, obviously the draft capital we have, but it's exciting. I mean, we have a lot of pieces that can potentially, you know, propel this franchise moving forward. So uh, yeah, just a little, little, little quick segment on Elijah Moore, you know, what I, what I want to see from there. Uh, we'll dive into some what to watch for of the game right now. So really there's a lot to watch, especially when the Jets play the Patriots. But I think the biggest thing to watch is, what Bill Belichick will do and, and what he'll throw at Zach Wilson to make him make that mistake. Now, obviously we have the, the ghost history with Sam Donald and the cover zero stuff, but I, I do expect Belichick to kind of just replicate the game plan he had. Like if Zach Wilson is the quarterback of the future, make the adjustment, make you know, make it make it harder for Bill Belichick to to, to plan for you. And, and and it's that simple. It really is. We have to we have to put Zach Wilson in a position where he's protected move him out of the pocket, make sure, you know, you're emphasizing what he's good at because it's, it's clear he has talent, but what's not clear is, is the, is the play calling and coaching matching that talent? And I'm not saying Salah, it's more on the floor, but we have to make sure you're putting in your young quarterback. Where's he like, move him out of the pocket, get him on the run a little bit, let him show his arm on the run. He obviously is more than capable of doing so. Um, get, get some, not, I don't want to say trick plays, but, some different routes. Like it just seems like every time he's throwing, like I can tell you the, the last three games, it just seems like we throw, he throws behind Corey Davis over the middle for an incomplete pass or a pick every single game. Adjust, have him stop within the zone. If it's man coverage, have him keep going. Like there's ways, and obviously, you know, Belichick's going to disguise some things, but there's ways to get better. And we have to do that. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, not excited, but I'm interested to see what Belichick will do, you know, to Zach Wilson, how that defense is going to look. 
Um, I would like to see a little, little bit more Michael Carter, you know, how he can, uh, you know, how he can just keep his progression going. We, you know, I, I get the running back by committee. I knew it was coming when, you know, when we got LaFleur from the Niners. It's just what they do and it's going to be what we do. But when it, when push comes to show, you, you want to develop these young guys. And it's, it's not a bad thing to have one guy be the focus of the, uh, of, of the operation. So I, I would like to see a little bit more on Michael Carter. Um, another, another thing on, on the offensive side of the ball is just consistency with run blocking. We've seen it. And then other games, we haven't seen it. We have to, I would just ride that left side every single down of every single game until they stop it. Again, I, I, I understand. I'm clearly not an NFL coach. I, I obviously there's intricacies that I don't understand, but we have to, we have to just work, does what do what works and win the game. Mac Jones, isn't going to blow you away with his arm. He's not going to blow you away with these plays, but he's a, he's a very competent quarterback who will take what he's given and let it, you know, roll out the game. So that's on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, I talked about the linebackers before potentially missing C.J. Mosley for uh, for the game. Um, I think that's a bigger deal than people will realize. But again, I, I do think that it gives these young guys a chance to show what they got, and that's that's very exciting. Um, we have to somehow, some way, tackle Damian Harris. I know the, obviously game one he broke like seven tackles on on a run. We have to no more arm tackling. Put a body on the guy, hit him. That, that's the best way to do it now. The only defensive player that I think outside of you know whatever Mosley does that I'm interested to, to actually that I'm interested to watch is Jared Davis if he plays, and Ashton Davis. This is a third round pick. This is a guy that they said was going to be a contributor. Where where is he? We, we he's obviously been you know banged up. We need him on the field. We need him to we need we need him to, to compete on this. So Ashton Davis, I'm calling you out. Come on, man. Let's get it going here. All right, so. That's some of the things that you know. I think we should watch for going into the game. I'll dive into uh, the game predictions now. You know what I want to see. Um, firstly, I, I, I'll, I'll go into a prediction here. I, I'm just going to keep going until the wheels fall off. Elijah Moore's breakout game. Mark it down. He's going to be a factor. He's going to be a contributor. Belichick wants to take away what you do best, which is Corey Davis. Let Elijah Moore let let him loose. Let him loose. So Elijah Moore breakout game. Um, expect a big game from. Uh, Expect a big game from Zach Wilson. Now, I'm not saying big game within stats, but I think big game within making the right decisions, taking what the defense is giving him, checkdowns. I, I would very much like to see that, and I think that Zach Wilson is going to turn the page a little bit this game as well. Um, for the Patriots, I, I, I just I, I'd be remiss to think that Hunter Henry and/or Johnny Smith don't have a great game. We just can't cover the tight end. We showed it last week with Pitts, or two weeks ago, excuse me, with Pitts. Um, I, I think they're just going to eat us alive, uh, which is going to you know, contribute to my, my final score prediction. But uh, overall, we just got to get better at covering the tight end. Score prediction for the game. I I do th- – uh, the under uh, over is pretty low. It's for like 42, I believe. I do think it's going to go over. I'm going to go 27-20 Patriots. Uh, I do think they come out with the win. I just think the tight ends are going to be too much for us to handle. Um and yeah, hopefully Nick Folk doesn't you know come back to crush us uh you know with his legs. So 27-20 uh Patriots mark it down.
looking to make you all rich girls and boys. Welcome back, Gambling Show Time. I uh, appreciate it. So we're going to dive right into it. Very, very weird week on the gambling side. Uh, a lot of weird lines, a lot of very high lines uh, uh, as it relates to, you know, uh, giving points. Uh, man, it's, it, it, it's a weird one. Uh, obviously, no recap from last week, the prior week before that. Uh, actually, two games over 500, which is pretty nice. So, again, like I said, I'm, I'm constantly just getting just over 500 based on my picks. But I think that's, a you know, in a, in a gambling world, pretty good ratio. So, Let's dive right into it. We'll start with the Jets and Pats. Uh, obviously, the 1 o'clock up in New England. Uh, line is Pats minus 7. I love the Jets plus 7 here, and I love the over over 42.5. So I have two picks on that one. I talked about that in the uh, the Jets pod. I just think the Jets are able to keep that close enough. Um, I think they're going to you know, not go score for score, but I think there's going to be you know scoring enough to get over that 42.5. My score prediction was 27-20. I'm going to uh, you know stick with that. I think the Jets will cover, and I think uh, they'll get uh, get the over there. Then next division game, Bengals at Ravens, a pretty interesting one. Bengals have played you know probably above of what a lot of people thought they would. Uh, Ravens obviously coming off an enormous win, uh, you know last week uh, over the Bills. I love the over here, over 46. I think that they'll easily get there. Uh, I think it's going to be a defensive game. I won't deny that, but I just think in Baltimore it's going to be a high intensity game. And the Bengals have nothing to lose. They're gonna let it. They're gonna let it fly. Let's see what happens. I like the over forty six. Uh, Panthers at Giants. This is. I think this one's a classic. Like, don't overthink it game. Just don't overthink it. Panthers minus three. I think Sam Donald. They're gonna try to you know tone him down a little bit. Uh, rely on the run game. Get him on the third and short situations. Uh, you know, don't let him make the mistake. Uh, so I I like the Panthers minus three here. Giants are just way too banged up. I don't think they're gonna have enough. You know. Uh, talent on the field to you know stick with the Panthers and their talent so I'll take the Panthers minus three uh football team visiting the Packers this line's moved a little bit right now I have Packers minus uh eight as the line I will stick with that Packers have been a little bit uh of a money horse for me lately I just keep you know banging them uh you know for more uh for more money here so Packers minus eight another oh don't overthink it game their head over heels better than the football team Football team just doesn't really have a, an offense, a true identity, and their defense has been abysmal, not even close to expectations. Uh, I like the Packers here, minus eight. Uh, Chiefs-Titans, uh, line is Chiefs minus four. It's going to be in Tennessee. I love the Chiefs here, minus four. Tennessee's coming off a big game. Uh, this is definitely a letdown spot. Really, the Bills kind of dominated them in the first half, and then Tennessee came alive. Uh, I just think the Chiefs coming off a, a great second half are going to roll that into an amazing game here. I, lo- I love love the Chiefs minus four. Falcons at the Dolphins. This is one of my dog money line picks. I love the Dolphins money line here. I understand the drama with Tua and you know they're trading for Watson and, and all these things. The Falcons are just not a good football team, plain and simple. And, and the, not saying the Dolphins are. I just think at home they'll get a little bit of you know juice behind them. Um, I think that. Realistically, that's probably your best bet. Is going to go Dolphins money line here. The line's too close. It's minus two and a half. Um, minus two and a half for the Falcons. Just I love the Dolphins money line. I think they win it at home. You got the Lions at Rams. The Matthew Stafford reunion game. Lions are visiting LA. Um, the Rams are minus sixteen. So again, some of these lines this week are very very big, and it's a little bit scary. But I do think the Lions do cover this plus sixteen. Uh, I think. As much as it, as much as it is as a reunion game for Stafford, it's also a reunion game for Goff, and maybe they let him loose. Maybe they turn him down. He was called out by his coaching staff, uh, really by Dan Campbell last week. 
Uh, you know, talking about how he's got to do more and put more on his shoulders. I think he does step up to the plate here. They don't win the game, uh, but they definitely, I think, will cover 16 points. You get the Eagles visiting the Raiders. I love the Eagles' money line here. Another dog money line. I just think the Eagles are due for one. Uh, the Raiders obviously coming off, an, I don't want to say an emotional win, just that that post-Gruden win uh, for their new coach. I think that uh, the Eagles are good enough to give them a scare. I like the Eagles here. Money line. Bears visiting the Buccaneers. I love the under of 47, and I hate betting unders because as many you know gambling podcasts or shows will say, life's too short to bet the under. I just think the Bears defense is good enough to contain Brady just a little bit. No Antonio Brown, no Gronk. They're a little bit banged up on both sides of the ball. And I think the Bucks defense, uh, although they're a little bit banged up in the secondary, they're still facing Justin Fields. So I like the under of 47 there. I got the Texans visiting the Cardinals. Uh, I love the over here of 47 and a half. I just think that the Cardinals with Zach Hurts are going to turn it up a little bit. Uh, their defense, as you know, as good as it has been, has looked weak at times. Uh, I think I think the Cardinals. I'm sorry. I think the Texans are able to score points here. Not too many, but enough to hit that over. Uh, so I do like the uh, the over of 47 and a half there. Uh, you got the Colts visiting the Niners. Colts. Uh, this is Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Niners are minus four for the game. I love the Colts plus four. I even thought about taking them as a money line dog, uh, but I will take the points instead. Listen, Carson Wentz has played much better in these past two weeks, and the Colts, although they're not in that upper tier right now, they're getting there. They're 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 putting it together. Their defense can be pretty solid at times. Jimmy Garoppolo coming off the. Uh, I believe the calf injury is his first game back. No Trey Lance, no George Kittle. Uh, I will I will be very confident in saying I love the Colts plus four. Then you got the Saints, uh, Monday night games. Uh, the Saints at the Seattle Seahawks. Saints are minus four and a half for the game. I like the Saints here. I just don't think Geno Smith can provide that spark. Saints coming off a bye is a big deal for me. I just think that Sean Payton off a bye is going to you know bring his A game. I uh, I very much like the Saints here, minus four and a half. So those are my picks. Uh, I'll post all this as well. My play of the week, uh, I'm actually unbeaten this uh, this season with plays of the week, just to keep that in mind. My p- absolute play of the week, I am very, very, very much in love with Colts plus four at, at the Niners. I think that's a game where they can uh, easily even win it. I just think giving the Colts four points is too much. Um, I think that that's, that's one of the ones to keep an eye on. The Colts are a team to keep an eye on moving forward.